Shortcast Club. Hello, I'm Avi Kaufman, founder of Shortcast Club. Welcome to the inaugural episode of our new weekly Best of podcast. Each week, I'll highlight a few of our favorite episodes from Shortcast Club. I'm incredibly grateful to, to the amazing creators and community members of the Shortcast Club. It's hard to believe that we're approaching 5,000 episodes uploaded to the app. Shortcast Club is the app for creating and listening to short podcasts. You'll get a taste of each of these creators, and then we encourage you to find and follow them on Shortcast Club. They are all very binge-worthy. First up today, we'll hear an episode of Don't Just Win, Dominate, a podcast by Bill Harper, a marketing leader with a huge following on TikTok. His podcast is available on Shortcast Club and everywhere else that you get podcasts. In this 36-second episode, Bill explains how great brands are like great friends. A great brand is a lot like a really great friend. First off, um, they say things that are interesting and fun to hear. You like being around them because the conversation is good and it's enjoyable. Number two, they're not only invested in themselves. They don't just talk about themselves all the time. I mean, sure, yeah, sometimes, but most of the time they're interested in what you're interested in. And that leads to number three, which is they want you to be successful. The things that they talk about and that they bring to the conversation are done to try to help you in some way, shape or form. If you want a really great brand, start by being a really great friend. You'll be amazed at how much positive traction you can get. Next up, an episode of Trivium U, Timeless Training for Professional Communicators by Dr. Ben Crosby, available on Shortcast Club and Spotify. In this one-minute episode, Dr. Crosby takes us through the three pillars of persuasive conversation. Most students, whether in high school or college, have heard of the three rhetorical appeals, ethos, logos, and pathos. Ethos is the appeal to credibility, to authority, to trustworthiness. Logos is the appeal to evidence, reasoning, logic, and pathos is the appeal to emotion. But did you know that these three proofs or appeals should be sequenced in a particular way? You can have any one of these appeals at any any point in an argument, but overall, ethos should be established upfront. That's where you show that you care about the subject you care about your audience's best interests, and you've done your homework. You're an expert on this topic, or at least as close to it as you can possibly get. Once you've established those things, now your audience trusts you, and you can provide the logical arguments, the evidence, and the reasoning. That's the main body of your speech or your argument. And then finally, a pathos appeal at the end a story that tugs at their heartstrings or something funny, you send them away with a feeling that they can remember. So it's ethos, it's logos, and it's pathos. Next up, in just one minute and 17 seconds, an episode of Therapy Beyond the Couch by Tammy Amit, in which she shares tools she personally uses for managing anxiety. I'm a psychotherapist, and I want to show you what I do in the moment when I notice anxiety coming up. The first thing I do when I notice anxiety in my body is I begin to elongate my exhale. I make my exhale longer than my inhale. So the inhale activates the sympathetic nervous system, which is the fight or flight. And the exhale activates the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the calm and recharge part of the nervous system. And so the longer our exhale is, the calmer we become. Number two, I tap on one of my favorite acupressure points. And my favorite acupressure point is right here on the side of the thumb. I actually used this during a recent flight that where there was a lot of turbulence. So I just pressed this way and that also helps to calm down the nervous system. 
And the third thing that I do, which is hugely important, is I acknowledge the anxiety. I let it know that I see it. I say, hey, anxiety, I see you. I know you, my old friend. And when we do that, we get mindful, we get distance from it. We're no longer enmeshed in it, that the anxiety is us, but it's something that's external to us that we can then work with. Next up, a real treat, Samantha Chung, the TikTok phenom, gives us food for thought on self-love and examines the question, what if you could only describe yourself using non-observable descriptions? This is from her podcast, Simplifying Sam, The Shortcast, available on Shortcast Club, Apple, Spotify, and everywhere else you get podcasts. I have a theory that you are suffering because you do not know yourself, and I'm going to prove it to you. I submit you to a challenge to introduce yourself to me or some imaginary person without using your name, your age, your occupation, your nationality, your ethnicity, or your location. Go. How many of you actually thought to yourself, I have no idea what I would say? And that's crazy because every single time you introduce yourself, that's what you say. You say your name, you say your age, and what you do. If you could not say any one of these things, it would force you into an actually intimate and deep conversation about who you truly are. Now notice when you get to know someone on a really deep level, what they do and what their age and what their name is becomes largely irrelevant as you get to know their true heart, what they care about, what they love, what their values are. These are what make up a person. Now what's interesting about these innate qualities and values, they don't change based on your age, your name, your occupation, or your bank account. These stay constant, and it's what you love about a person, despite the fact that they make mistakes sometimes or say things that are out of character. You know who that person is, and you know your friend with those values that you match up with. If they make less money one year than they do another year, it doesn't change how you feel about them. But if you make less money one year, or you gain more weight one year, all of a sudden, your thoughts about yourself are like spiraling downwards. And then all of a sudden, you hate yourself again. And all of this is because you identify with everything that has nothing to do with you. You forgot who you were again. You forgot what you loved. You forgot what you value. You forgot what actually lights you up, which is completely and totally impervious to external changes, like what you look like. And so if we want to end the war, on self-hate, the war against ourselves, we would actually need to stop identifying with anything that is external because none of that is who you truly are. Anything that can change could never be who you actually are. What happens to you when you wake up and all of a sudden you're 30 and not 29 or 50? It doesn't really matter. The number is arbitrary, but what happens to you? What happens to the part of you that's inside looking in the mirror between yesterday and today? What happens to your values? Nothing. Nothing. That is you. What is unchangeable and essential about you and the part of you, your heart, that people actually get to know when they realize they're in love with the true you and not a persona and a mask? That's who I want you to make contact with. Because that person is so lovable, so amazing, and you would fall in love with them. The next episode from Creativity Uplift, the podcast by Susan Durand, is great advice for any creator and especially writers. She explains the concept of a button as a coda in musical theater that can be applied to writing or social media. They wrap up the scene or song into a package that the audience can take away or respond to as a whole. In musical theater, songs end with something called a button. Da-da-da-da-da. Boom. 
It's so people know it's time to applaud. It's almost like giving them a turn to be part of the show. And if you don't do it, they'll feel cheated. I know, because I wrote a musical with a composer who didn't believe in buttons until we performed before a live audience. And boy, you could feel it in the room when the scene went on after the song and the audience never had a chance to applaud, to feel the completion of the song and to be ready with a breath ah, to move on. So thinking about buttons is also a good thing for writers of fiction and makers of reels. If you have scenes in your story, it's very satisfying for the reader if you put a button on the end of the scene and let the reader have that satisfied sigh of completion. And the same goes for reels. If someone has watched your whole reel, because a lot of people don't, and you want to reward them, it helps to give them that satisfaction with a, with a pop at the end. It lets the reader or listener go away with satisfaction. Yeah. Finally, to wrap it up, this short episode of the perennially popular Sky Gazing with Carolinda, a podcast about the moon. In this episode, she explains why the moon in July is called the Super Buck Moon. If the sky is clear, we'll have some luck. July's full moon is called the Buck because new antlers on male deer means they are growing. Cause for cheer. This year's Independence Day celebrations will be extra special. Not only will there be parades and fireworks, but July's full buck moon will be a super moon, and it will be the biggest on the nights of July 2nd, Sunday, and July 3rd, Monday. Remember, a super moon occurs when the full moon is closest to Earth in its orbit around the planet. That's called the perigee. And why is it called the buck moon? Because it comes when the antlers of male deer, also known as bucks, are in full growth mode. Bucks will shed and regrow their antlers every year, and every year they'll get larger and more amazing. We just saw a buck this morning with its little pedicels, the knobs. I hope you enjoyed this taste of just some of my favorites from this week. There are many, many more great shows available on Shortcast Club. You can download the app from the iOS or Android app store. Just search for Shortcast Club. That's two words. And if you have a favorite, please let me know. You can email me at avi at shortcastclub.com. Thanks and happy listening.